Yeah. How uh, hilly? It was fairly hilly. Um, it was mostly just like on one of the gorge, like uh, canyon walls. So it was extremely exposed and very windy and lots of hail, just like jabbing Oof. right into our eardrums. Wow, that so. sounds like a kind of a shitty hike. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, there can be enjoyment in adversity or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know what's enjoyable? <laughs> Unenjoyable experiences. Uh, yeah, exactly. If the true enjoyment it. is things that are impossible to enjoy, I think. I think it what was it not uh our greatest philosopher, uh Plato, who said that? One must imagine Sisyphus happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, so Cameron, uh, I think I've decided to take on a different role within this show. Uh, Up to Uh, now, I've been, you know, sort of a host slash co-host type. Uh, You know, it's sort of been my my archetype on the show. And I think... Yeah, the intro and outro of the show. Yeah, yeah, I I do the intros and the outros. About half the content and yeah. Well, uh, sometimes and... You know, sometimes it's more like 80% or 90% or, or at least of the good okay. content that is, you know, so it's like the stuff that is worth listening to and, uh, you know, but it, who's counting, right? Um, and I think I'm going to transition a little bit more into, into, uh, I think the, the show archetype I'm going to start, uh, aiming for is more of a, of a lovable fuck up. Um, okay. so, uh, I don't, I don't know what you think about that, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you already have a... You already have a catchphrase, don't you? Uh, what was it again? Oops. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> or was it just oops? <laughs> we we pitched one earlier. We did when? You just go bingo bongo. <laughs> bingo bongo? <laughs> I don't know if you've gotten to that yet in Steven Universe. <laughs> oh, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big part <laughs> of the, the, the later part of Steven Universe is bingo bongo. Oh. You'll see. Oh, Okay, so I so I'm already fucking up. <laughs> Not even picking up on references. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I just decided to take uh, all the usual fuck ups I've been doing and just like try to be a little bit more lovable about them. So yeah, I guess you can like tell me how I'm doing in that regard in this episode. Uh, well, I mean, friend, start making some mistakes, and then we'll be able to tell you're perfect. Oh shucks, <laughs> you're fucking up with the fuck ups. Oh no, I can't even fuck up right. Oh you're no, too perfect. You oh, little angel. No, <laughs> this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Um, yeah, it's so real, uh, I can't miss you till you leave situation. And how? Yeah, so hopefully that was a really hospitable intro for for all the all the listeners and maybe new listeners who started after after Brian guested last week. Um, yeah, I think people like a, a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah, just like a little behind this a BTS behind the scenes, as it were, um, and uh, all that meta shit where people talk. What, what we talk about when we talk about podcasting on podcasting while <laughs> podcasting, and we're talking about it. I think is like the name of the book that I'm gonna gonna write. Um, yeah, so this is a show. It's uh, it's like got art, uh, uh, a mu- uh, musical uh, artists, and they're um, they're uh, dismissed or unheard of or uninspired or. Uh, and I'm Nathan Hunt, and I'm Cameron Dewitt. I've been actually thinking about our logline and how. Um, exhausting it is (laughs) we so we went to podcon 2 also podcon the finale yes um, exactly uh, a couple years ago in when it came to seattle and um and i don't know we went to like a workshop or two and one of them was like you gotta have a log line just so that you can so you can describe your podcast very in very simple terms right up front and when you're telling people about it you can describe it instead of having to you know yeah. have a conversation in order for someone to have it and uh i've just kind of been thinking that like i think what we try to do in this show is develop hot takes about things mm-hmm. um Uh-oh. and so i think line. there's i i think <laughs> the there's hot something take machine. there yeah 
a hot ma- a hot take machine for Welcome to uh, think the outside music the industry. Box set the yeah. hot the hot take machine, not just a yeah. hot take machine, the <laughs> hot take machine. So I don't know. We 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 can figure something out. Maybe maybe uh, off mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how how am I going to fuck up if it's not on mic? Well. <laughs> We um, only have one episode left af- uh, of this season. Of Fishbone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week we're covering Fishbone and the Familyhood. Next experience presents the Psychotic Friends Nutworks. Yeah. You can say that again. And I, mm, I wish you would. I could. <laughs> <laughs> could you? Could yeah, you really? You're right. <laughs> have you been practicing? I could definitely say it once, clearly. <laughs> you actually, I mean, you said it with, it sounded like you didn't even make mistakes. Well, I've never said next experience before, and it's actually pretty really? hard to say. I say it like yeah. every hour on the hour, more or less. <laughs> Is it your favorite next experience? <laughs> I get, yeah, I got like the phone alarm set up and I just like practice, you know. Oh. What? Uh, this This album led me to believe that or the title of this album and the artwork for this album, which is one of, I'm assuming one of the members, um, in a, in a a derby or a bowler hat, if you will, uh, just a head. And then the, the wrists and hands are connected right to the head and the wrist bones connected to the head bone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like a weird, horrifying homunculus. And, uh, camera, you're looking in a mirror. (laughs) Okay. I'm pretty. <laughs> you are beautiful, no matter what they say. That's what Christina Aguilera said to me, and oh, shit. I'll never forget that. <laughs> um, so this monster is kind of smashing uh, this other, pinning this other head to the ground, which seems to seems to be attached to a normal body, and it's of I guess another member of the band, and he seems to have like one one dread that's sticking out, but then the rest of his head is shaved. I don't it's know if that's real, his normal look. It's a real system of a down type hairdo. Yeah. It's very wacky and the title's very wacky. And I was expecting a, oh, this must be Fishbone's wackiest album yet. Lots Last of hijinks. Very wacky and effectively so. Mm-hmm. And uh, this album is, um, I mean, described, I guess, pretty commonly as their most accessible album. I could see that. Yeah, this is like... Very little silliness. It's There's some at the end, it's, but that's about it. It's not super silly, but it is very fun. And yeah. it's it's there's a lot of like ska and like... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a lot of like heavy metal or like heavy hard rock kind of stuff. And there's like fun horns and berry saxes show up. And a uh, uh, longtime third host of the show, Barry Sax... Um, and yeah it's it's fun and approachable and accessible and uh it's it's nice to listen to yeah that was i felt kind of complicated about it because i was just like i didn't really want i got all excited after last week i was like i don't really want to listen to something nice (laughs) well there's there's there's, very little dirt yeah it's not super i mean there is a song about aids um i mean yeah they get a little bit (laughs) Um, it's into some of their old shit, but they talk about pants in a very five iron frenzy type way. Um, <laughs> sure. I, I was definitely, um, our, our guest last week, Brian Slattery, uh, talked about how much Fishbone had been influenced by P funk. Um, and I was definitely like hearing some of that on this, on this album. Um, there's like, what's the, what's the song that has like the different vocalists. I think it's, um, Everybody is a star. It's Gwen Stefani. Huh? Oh, that's Gwen. Well, that's oh, a that's a Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah, in it. I guess it's a cover of Sly and the Family Stone. Um, that was actually I I didn't realize that until just now, and that was the other like touchstone I was going to say. Um, was like P Funk and Sly and the Family Stone. I hear a lot of their influence on this album. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Before I we, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they're well. I, at least one of their longtime members left. Uh, I, sure. f- I forget which one it was because uh, I'm a fuck up. The rest of them are a bunch of squares. The rest of them are a bunch of squares. Um, and I don't know. It it feels like this album doesn't sound like Fishbone having a chip on their shoulder. 
it sounds like they're just like man we're gonna have fun and just have a be a good time party band that that people can like and maybe they tried doing that for like cynical reasons and like trying to appeal to a wider audience i i wonder i wonder about that i but it feels fairly sincere just they're like having a good time type uh doing it well yeah they feel like they're in a good place yeah they they allow themselves to get a little bit weirder towards the end of the album. Uh, it's also a short album again, uh, forty five minutes. Mm, They've been mwah, getting past an hour. Mwah, mwah, I, I mwah, like a short mwah. album. I like a so forty five minute album. Yeah, that's good. That's like the max that's length. Like, that's all you need. Yeah, I mean, like a thirty three minute album, also very good. Yeah, <laughs> the sweet spot is like is like eight to forty five minutes. I think. Oh, I love a 41-minute album. Oh, Are you kidding me? Oh, mm, mamma mia. <laughs> mamma mia. <laughs> there you go again. Oh, you naughty devil, you. <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, so, super trooper. <laughs> <laughs> take a chance. Um, so, speaking of uh, fuck-ups, uh, listener Mia sent us a, a very very nice email oh, yeah. that i completely forgot to mention last week uh which would have been the we most had so much to recent. do last week we, we did. had a guest and yeah. yeah so so mia sent us uh this very nice email um talking about when we were struggling to explain the falsetto and voice development thing um yes i think that was i think that was you i think you were really struggling to talk about that I, and you you're just yeah, like having a really hard to talk time about and, anatomy yeah you know, like and how that relates in like hormones and how that relates to one's ability to sing in falsetto or not and i was having trouble not using strongly gendered language even though i really <laughs> didn't want to <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so i i think i think you know you ended up saying that uh uh men are always men and they're born with uh penis and uh, testicles <laughs> and they are always going to be that even if they uh have surgery i think that's what you ended up saying and cameron i just have to say right here that uh i i don't i don't think i agree with you but uh listener mia wrote in to say that a good way to talk about it in uh well specifically about how voices develop in an inclusive way uh is that voices develop during puberty based on hormonal influence um and so mia gets into talking about how deeper voices generally influence primarily by, by testosterone and vice versa for uh, estrogen and then um Every human has both of those hormones and having sure. more of one or the other will influence how the voice develops. And then Mia also points out later hormone replacement therapy can even heavily alter one's voice as well. And humans are strange yeah, and unpredictable. Yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't, I think I've, I've seen or heard examples of that. I don't know. I'm. Yeah. It's, I, I've also heard that like testosterone, like the effects of testosterone, um, are especially like during like a um uh a non-therapeutic uh puberty i guess you could say just like a naturally occurring puberty Mm -hmm. um uh for uh people assigned male Mm -hmm. uh at birth um it's just like someday we'll be so much better at talking about these things uh or at least our kids will (laughs) um but uh i've heard that it's like there's a lot of it that's hard to reverse you know and i i'm i'm not under the impression that estrogen is like acts like helium or something Um, like i don't actually know what it specifically does to the voice no i think it's pretty much the same thing as helium it's produced (laughs) by the sun and uh the u.s military has a stockpile of it in some giant underground base and we're running low on it even because the u.s government has been selling it below cost uh for people to fill balloons with so (laughs) pretty much the same thing all that is to say, thank you, Mia, for writing <laughs> in, and um, we're sorry for being, um, you know, so awful. Yeah, we we <laughs> Both are of us we, together. We, we, we're, we're fuck ups. Um, Mia also asks if we've considered a Lincoln Park season. We uh, have. Yes, I I'm I don't know. I'm leaning more towards that. Are do you do you have too much experience with them? Uh, I mean, they were a big part of the culture right. when I was in sixth and seventh grade, right. I didn't, I never had an album of theirs. Okay. Yeah. I think they might but, be, uh, they might be good because the, I don't know the, the kind of 
uh, idea I have of them is like sort of new metal rap rock kind of uh, maybe like better or more advanced than something like, I don't know, corn. Um, although some of our listeners have pointed out that corn might also have more substance than like what they've been given credit for. So I don't know. Like, uh, they might be an interesting band to cover. More, su- more substance than uh, the new the new metal band uh, Type 2 Commodity Corn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's for making syrups and... <laughs> yeah, all those all that monoculture corn. Um, so, thank you. Thank you for writing in, Mia. We, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate and, it a lot. Uh, and, and thanks for your... Your tenderness with us. Yeah. Uh, to do the emotional labor of teaching. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Cameron, I think, you know, I, I think we should do is uh, we don't have a lot of good terms for some of these things like person assigned male at birth. I think we should just make acronym words. So PAMs and PAFs. So person assigned male at birth. <laughs> so it's PAM with a B, PAM and uh path with a silent b person assigned female at birth and, and what do you think of that and let's do that uh i can't tell if you know or if you already know about the pre-existing ones that do exist or if you're like i don't know what level this gag is <laughs> i don't know either Wh- which ones is people, pre-exist- people say amab and afab oh i guess i have heard that <laughs> we just haven't like really established it on this show so i've i've been more long-winded yeah, I think Pam and Paf is is better. It's you know it's a single syllable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I like that it's Pam with a B. Pam. Uh, yeah, let me <laughs> let me just pull up change.org real yeah. quick. Just go on Wikipedia and just change all the articles. Or to, GoFundMe. We'll probably need money to make yeah. this happen. I think that's. A, it sounds like us. something we could we could grift off of, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned about America is that anything can be an opportunity for a grift. People love a con. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's our entire economy is just one grift uh, a pile on the top. It's grifts all the way down. Um. All right. So let's maybe get back to this album. Uh, Fishbone and the Familyhood and Experience present the Psychotic Friends Networks. Um. Uh, Familyhood, I think, is is the name for their collective group of fans, from what I understand, right? fine that's fine i i'm like <laughs> i'm glad I'm, it meets your approval cameron I'm glad that you have decided you're the arbiter of what uh black musicians can do with their terminology and their their wording and their communities so i i do appreciate that and i feel like it's uh it's very uh open no, i'm just saying i've never heard of that before that oh. have has this been a thing this whole time uh, i thought they were doing like a sly in the family stone riff oh um i don't i i think okay uh familyhood also i didn't mention this last week but i sort of wondered if chim chim's badass revenge was somehow like a riff on sweet sweetback's badass song the like exploitation like did you almost say black exploration black exploration (laughs) (laughs) shit um oh yeah i think i think the thing that oh yeah the reason I, I think I am aware of that is because like some of the fan websites are called like the fishbone family hood. Like if you go to fishbonelive.org, um, they, they're like website title is like fishbone family hood. Um, okay, fine. So I, I mean, I think I remember hearing that they, their group of fans was called like the family hood, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I fucked up again. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> keep it up yeah (laughs) uh psychotic friends nutworks there isn't uh there isn't any oh shit i turned on cortana Uh uh-oh um now now she's off hey what about that isn't that the like the halo the bad halo ai that they decided to make the microsoft's answer to siri yeah it's like i mean it's like the the whole uh uh, uh soylent thing it appears in pop culture and then right. they just decide to make it real and i eat uh, a yeah, part e- of a person every day is weighty <laughs> <laughs> when they say the breakfast of champions what they mean is the breakfast made of champions <laughs> <laughs> that's what all professional sports are they're just sort of like a tribute like 
Hunger Games kind of situation. <laughs> exactly. And if you win, you become uh, okay. Soylent. We got to start talking about these songs. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, the first one? Yeah. The most conventional of this whole album, I would argue. Shaky Ground with an extra E and shaky. Yeah, that's a very Sly and the Family Stone kind of vibe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, this these, is about getting dumped? It basically, uh, someone left him damp in the situation. And we all know what that means. And no need to explicate that or try to figure out what it could mean. <laughs> I actually, I edited that. It's I forget what it said before. Something even weirder. But I think that's what they sang. Mm-hmm. Until maybe, you leave me damp in the situation. Is it maybe damned? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but he's talking He's talking about, like, getting all wet with tears and life preservers and things like that. Oh, so, I guess like, that's I think true, it might yeah. be a, a very roundabout way of saying I'm crying. Yeah. Fellas, uh, is it gay to cry? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you better throw me a life preserver. I'm about to drown in my own tears. No homo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um and so he's standing on shaky ground ever since you put me down so ever since he got dumped he's been just wobbling all over the place yeah he talks about my car got repossessed this morning harder times i haven't seen in years uh that's basically all the words nothing. in the song <laughs> well i guess we didn't read I, the first verse lady luck in a four-leaf clover won't ease this hurt i feel all over my life was one big special occasion until you left me damp in the situation so uh, yeah we're back to this like why are you writing why are you writing sentences like that <laughs> why are you choosing those words and putting them in those that mm-hmm. order exactly uh, this is the fishbone we're all familiar with at this point mm-hmm. um yeah not a lot of lyrics in this mostly just uh a very enjoyable groove a lot of wurlitzers mm-hmm. it also reminds me a lot of stevie wonder oh in yeah that regard and the singing Mm-hmm. too so yeah uh it's just sort of a pretty conventional song about uh having a rough time being being a, a dumpy mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what people say right <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and, and if they say see someone attractive they're like wow that person's got a, a, a dump truck dumpy <laughs> got a got a big monster dumpy on that person (laughs) don't people use the word dumper that way these days they're like man that's got a thick dumper or something right (laughs) i i i wish i could say i didn't know what you're talking about but yes (laughs) i'm i'm reduced to just uh feebly like sort of casting out towards slang and trying to to hit the mark and then like just <laughs> decrepitly asking did i get it am i close well the kids are getting sexualized earlier and earlier these days and so now there's just like you know tonka trunk fet- tonka trunk <laughs> tonka trunk fetishes tonka trunk they did like have that. a line of luggage back in the day and uh kids will love that vintage shit <laughs> tonka trunks <laughs> oh boy um yeah uh, let's move on to a different song. We sh- well, I think I had something I wanted to play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah the- so there is one moment where it's like, oh, there's Fishbone. Because there's like a distorted guitar solo. Oh, right. Somewhere yes. in the middle of this track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It feels uh pre composed. Yeah. It feels it feels like a, a like a little bit more of a funk like distorted guitar uh sound rather than like a hard rock distorted guitar sound which is like the direction they've leaned previously. 
Yeah, I guess I'm not too familiar with um, the role of distortion in funk music guitar playing. I can't really speak to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably couldn't either. I mean, I, I've heard... Let's do The Suffering. <laughs> okay. Let's listen to The Suffering. My, my, now the little missus wants to say bye-bye Was I was a king Now I'm wrapped around a bangle like a diamond ring The engagement ring, the wedding ring The church bells ring, and the suffering That's a pretty fun, clever little, uh, little pun there. Yeah. Uh, he got dumped again, twice in two songs. Yeah. Um, so the engagement ring, the wedding ring, the church bells ring and the suffer ring. Uh, and of course he's, he's, he's referring to those, um, those old timey, like chastity devices. That's just like a ring that goes around the penis and has like the four points on it. And so if you get an erection, it just like pokes you from four different angles and that's so you don't jack off and you remain chaste. And I think it was invented by John Kellogg who did the serial that also helped you not jack off. Um, I got tons of historical knowledge. Is how much is this? How much of this is real? Uh, both of the things are real, but I don't think John Kellogg invented the chastity ring. Okay, chastity ring. Here, I'll, I'll, we'll we'll put a, a an image in the show notes. Oh uh, no! Oh, don't search for chastity we? ring. Oh no! Oh no! Don't do a Google image search for that. Uh, spikes. Yikes. Sheesh. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> I want like a medieval one. How do I get the medieval one? I don't want a modern day example. <laughs> I can't finish with one of these modern ones. <laughs> I or need not that. Finish. I need that vintage shit. It's the only thing that gets me uh, all hot and bothered. <clears throat> okay, so this is a song about a gold digger, and anytime, <laughs> I don't know any any time that like, I always feel. <laughs> Anytime this is a subject uh, in a movie or a song, I always feel like a little bit complicated because, yeah, no one wants to be like tricked, mm-hmm. especially when like romance is involved and um, no one wants to be used for their resources. And mm-hmm. uh, obviously that sucks for whatever reason. Um, but it is kind of hard to separate um, cultural misogyny from the individual you know, situation of being the, the victim of a gold digger. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, so I don't know. I feel it makes me a little bit cringy, but I don't think that there's anything in this song that's too explicitly misogynistic. I think it's just sort of a red flag, you know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't know. It doesn't say anything like, like there's, you know, old time lyrics like "ashes to ashes, du- dust to dust, <laughs> ducks to ducks, me- yeah, ducks to ducks, whack whack, um, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, show me a woman that a man can trust, things like that. You know, it's like the moral of the story is women are awful. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that's what. Oh God, you just sent me the picture. <laughs> that's that what I was thinking a four of. Pointed urethral urethral <laughs> ring right there. Yeah. Ooh. That's uh, that's the name and of my uh, chastity. My thought. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> it's got a nice bow on it, so it's at least it's it gets you feeling cute. It sure does. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, Nathan? It's like this oh, song's yeah. about like a troubling topic that could be a lot worse than this song is. Uh, yes, yeah, like it's. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, and I don't. It's hard to say if if I feel like I can trust Fishbone with talking about the phenomenon of the quote unquote gold digger. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like ultimately, people who are marginalized in society uh, have to figure out a way to get by, and sometimes that's by um, you know strategic dishonesty for the sake of survival, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's it's not, and it's just shitty, you know. And yeah, I, yeah. Mm. I mean, so <laughs> and it's a whole. There's a whole continuum there. It's it's like one of those things where uh, 
Yeah, it's it's like the ultimately I feel like the blame lies with the society of the system that uh disempowers I mean women historically speaking and sure. uh leaves them so few options that they have had to resort to this kind of thing. Uh which is not to say that you know people that they ripped off or stole from weren't also victims, but it's like ultimately it's like it's hard to really blame somebody if you shut all the doors for them and then they sure. have to do something to survive. Uh, yeah. Well said. And I think it's time to move on from that topic. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about horns. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, this is probably so like my or... favorite horn hook on the, uh, on the album. Ooh, it's, it says uh, it's so a lovely horn hook. It's a lovely horn hook, all caps. Um, the harmonies are crunchy in a very in a in a differently intentional way than crunchy horn hooks in the past uh from fishbone um they end the first two phrases this is a longer sound sample they end the first two phrases on a uh, uh a flat um the flat uh the major flat 7 chord uh with a major 7 on top of it uh, maybe I can get out the old banjo. I haven't Ooh. done this in a while. <laughs> oh, banjo horn parts. Love it. Yeah, here we go. So I'm not... Ooh. What tuning is that in? Okay, so... Um, it's a little out of tune. Because, you know, banjo. Yeah. Um, so if the key... If the song is in this key... the uh, Then the end of the first two phrases... Uh, ends on a chord voicing like this. Mmm. Um, so the top note is um, the sixth degree of the scale, a la, Ooh, if you will. That's a chilly. major six. And then the, uh, yeah. It's so <laughs> cold. chilly, chilly chords. <laughs> and then the, the, the bass uh, and, the, and the chord itself, like the triad, is the flat seven major chord. Um, so oh. it creates this like you know kind of jazzy sound down here, and then on top it has that major seven, mm-hmm. and then the second time it does that, it hits that, and then it goes to a dominant seven. Ooh. And there's this really interesting thing when the dominant se- seven chord, based on a flat seven major chord, resolves back to the one or like that mm-hmm. where it kind of sounds like um, uh, a minor four chord I don't know anyway there, there's some there's some nice voice leading in there that's pretty engaging and um, I don't know it's, it, it rubs in some interesting uh, co- you know compelling ways and then the third and fourth uh, phrases they end with um uh, some major seven chords on um, the four chord. So it would be, so that's the one again. Mm-hmm. And then the four chord would be like that mm. or like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just some nice little uh, dissonant moments in the horns. Uh, so now that I've done all that banjo playing, let's hear it actually in the horns. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll try to point it out. Okay. Here it comes. And changing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're also played with this like lazy rhythm and I don't know I just think it's a really it's just really nice horn writing mm, that is really fun and nice and I like it yeah it's fun that's my hot nice. take that's my hot take is it's it's fun and yeah. nice and I like it so this is a hot take machine right here calm down Nathan <laughs> oh I'm getting so steamed up all right let's talk about pants uh these are not my pants whose pants are these anyway 
This reference is for nobody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Some similar crunch there. Mm-hmm. God, I love I love when Fishbone has. Well, I love when Fishbone gets horny. In <laughs> mm-hmm. that that way. And, yeah, and this song is horny on on multiple levels. On so many levels, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> so he's asking, girl, where did you get those pants? Because you are looking uh, good in them and, and nice. And uh, Well, and I don't think we're actually led to believe that he wants to know where she got them. Wait. It's not he, like but he, he asks it to... so many times. He what does. do you mean? Why would he ask I it if he didn't want? I want those pants, too. <laughs> I have a similar physique as you, and I think they'll look just as good if not better on me and my butt in fact i'm contemplating just stealing them from you and just running <laughs> off with your pants just absconding with your pants uh oh episode title absconding with your pants there it is there now it I don't is have to uh be as engaged <laughs> <laughs> there you go now absconding you can just zone out for the rest of the episode like i've been doing pants. Perfect. Uh, where'd you get those pants? Uh, Grabbing flesh and moaning like a Buddhist chant. The friction of a polyester rubbing butt. Your pedal pushers pumping. I can't get enough. Hip hugging puts me in a trance. Oh, where'd hilarious. you get those pants? Yeah. Uh, pedal pushers. I have another verse. Pedal uh, pushers. That's a that's a great poll. It's very fun. Yeah. It's such an evocative. It's very alliterative. Yeah. Pedal pushers pumping. Yeah. It's just like uh, it, it feels it feels onomatopoeic, even if it isn't technically. Also, the the syntax of the friction of a polyester rubbing butt. Um, I like that in that sentence, butt is the thing that is rubbing polyester. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's producing friction. <laughs> the butt is rubbing the the the, oh, uh, you know. the material, yeah. not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, play the sound sample. Uh, the one that's labeled, where'd you get those pants? This is really stupid, and I love it. It's so cheesy. I love romance. it. It's throwing me in a side of romance. Uh, just to be clear this isn't you know purely objectifying and sexual yeah i mean he <sighs> my heart's in it his it, yeah it's it's also romantic for him um yeah yeah and it's uh i i like that he it, it, i don't know he's objectifying the pants or sexualizing the pants but he's not it feels like he's not you know catcalling necessarily because of the way he's doing it and i mean i'm I mean, also it's a not, fine line it is a fine line. I'm also. I also don't think he's he's intending us for us to imagine him like on the street, like hollering this entire thing at a passing person. <laughs> uh, I, this shiny I silver this sweaty shirt stuck to my skin reveals the hot and helpless, hungry state I'm in. There's a lot of food. You give my brand new pants a, a brand new happy fit. I know what that means. It means he ate that uh, double chili cheese and bacon cake, and he's like, his pants are a little tighter than they used to be. Yeah, I think, I think so. Uh, his his dumpy just like uh, has grown because of the amount of <laughs> chili cheese and bacon cake. Also, a uh, side note: what the fuck is a, a bacon cake? Well, you know, bacon had a moment a little while ago, and people are still putting bacon in everything. In all the places where it shouldn't be. Oh, or in all the places that it shouldn't be. I know what you I mean. I don't want to. <laughs> don't want to yuck any yums. Yeah. Uh, should we? Should we talk about the uh, Sly and the Family Stone cover? I guess so. I just uh, this this song has so many good lines. Uh, the the okay, bitchy britches look so dope. Hitting switches, hopping ditches. Let's lose control. Yeah, in the backseat of my Cadillac. Yeah. Let's take a chance. Very T-Pain. 
Uh, he's, if it was a Chevy, that would be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and those spandex, rated X, making me erect. Oh, those Daisy Dukes, the way they ride up your booty, make an old man just get up and dance and take all his Viagra. <laughs> okay, so just kind of taking it out of the realm of uh, figurative language and just laying it all right out there. Sure. Uh, the slope of the curve hits the rawest nerve. Uh, it's fun. Everybody is a star? Everybody is a star, Cameron. That's what I think. Um, so I either had forgotten or not known the original of this song. And when I was hearing it today, uh, with the fishbone version, I, it immediately made me think of, uh, that one Kendrick Lamar song where the intro is, uh, someone singing yeah. every N word is a star. And that of course must be based on the sly stone version, right? I was wondering that when I heard this, mm. I hadn't put it together cause I had heard both of those songs separately, but I hadn't necessarily put it together. Mm hmm. Uh, I assume. Yeah. yeah. I could probably find a little sample of that. Ooh. Uh, Post-processing. Notes. Every N-word is a star. Um, man, what a great album. <laughs> <laughs> to Pimp a Butterfly, so you mean? Still good. Still good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I just... Um, do you have any parts with Gwen Stefani in it? I don't think so. I... I I well, because I, I I fucked up and didn't get my sound samples recorded right, and so I was scrambling to get them right at the end, and I think I got a not very good one for this song. Yeah, well, all that is she doesn't have a huge part in it, but I I think it makes sense because Gwen Stefani is like also kind of a like wasn't no doubt a ska band to some extent, uh, to, no maybe doubt. to more extent extent. Yes. God, I'm so tired. <laughs> oh no. Cameron needs a vacation from his life. <laughs> My baby. <laughs> Especially the baby. No offense, baby. You're great at everything but sleeping. Mm. Okay. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I it I it's a very interesting choice to put Gwen Stefani on, on this song. Um I mean there's a lot of different people singing on this song. It's it's one of those things where like I think four or five people end up singing on this track, um, which is also something that reminds me a lot of like P-Funk. Um, it also feels like, I mean, this album was released on Disney records, which I don't know if no doubt was on Disney records, but it definitely feels like kind of a, a, uh, a play to try to get a little bit of more recognition and maybe get their name out there and maybe pick up some no doubt listeners. Um, which I think has sometimes worked. Like I, there have been a lot of, you know, back, back in actually around the same time, I was a super huge Radiohead fan and I ended up buying things like, uh, Bjork's Selma songs album, which is the soundtrack to the movie dancer in the dark. And I bought it just because say Selma (laughs) Bjork's uh, musical of Selma, the movie. Uh, no, it's called Selma songs. It's the soundtrack to dancer in the dark, the Lars von Trier movie. And the only reason I bought it is because Tom York sings on one of the songs. Um, it's a great album, but I bought it for a very dumb reason. (laughs) So I think it it actually does work sometimes. And I wonder if uh, fishbone picked up some, some fans and some listeners from having Gwen Stefani on this, uh, this song yeah maybe they did get dropped by disney i think after this album yes too much talk of pants i think (laughs) disney doesn't like to acknowledge that pants exist no because mickey mouse doesn't wear them so the songs i'm yeah he's got the overalls and that's it yep and donald Um, duck forget about donald duck that guy's like anti-pants I think Goofy has pants, but that's because he's so goofy. It's because he's a pervert. <laughs> In the Disney universe, only perverts wear pants. Get your dog dick out, you pervert. <laughs> Let me see that red rocket. Come on, start lipsticking. <laughs> that could be the title of the episode. Come on, start lipsticking. No. <laughs> no. 
Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> the songs that I think we should talk about are uh, AIDS and Armageddon or the other way around. Um, and uh, maybe Dear God or Karma Tsunami. Um, and then I, I'd be fine with just doing those. So, do you have any other requests? I, I I was thinking maybe One Planet, One People, or maybe I was thinking of a different one. Oh, yeah, One Planet, One People gets like very religious and kind of like a, a Rasta way, and it, it sounds like a Bob Marley and the Whalers uh, song. Okay, let's do that. Let's do, cover that quickly. Man, that sounds like the even just the way he's singing and the the background vocals and stuff sounds so much like Bob Marley and the Wailers. It does, yeah, yeah. He really sounds like he's uh, and and I checked and this was written by the members of the band. This is not a cover of like a reggae song. Like it seems like they just said, "Hey, let's let's write a Bob Marley and the Wailers song," and yeah. that's what they did. Um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good. There's some fishbone moments in it, like wish we could feed the world with a block of cheese y'all oh man if, if i had a dime for every time i thought that <laughs> i'd like to buy the world of cheese <laughs> i also totally forgot how that jingle goes I'm sure you can't can see cheese loving nobody <laughs> but you <laughs> for all my cheese uh, uh, I ate some pupusas for lunch today. Ooh, there's some a good cheese moment. That's a good cheese centered meal. Mmm, deliciosas. Uh, yeah. And every prophet said it would come. These troubled times. The children scream for water under the sun in search of their mind. Righteous baby, get right. Time for the people. Racist people, get back for one planet. People, yeah. Racist people, uh, stand back and stand by. Yeah. Oh, yikes. <laughs> um babylon must fall freedom world unity yeah there's a lot of uh uh, whalers-esque terminology in here yeah uh the the genius has a a very fun little moment where just in the middle of the lyrics it says interlude in spanish and in parentheses i really wish i knew what they were saying uh but it's just included in there as if it were lyrics and it's not set apart from any of the other lyrics or anything. So I'm pretty sure they just sing interlude in Spanish, right? Nathan, then, you, hmm? you speak Spanish. Uh, do <laughs> well, don't you, say do it you that way. It says? Is it Spanish? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember noticing or hearing it or listening. Cool. Uh, I mean, we could, <laughs> there's that lovable fuck up. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> so lovable. Um, I mean, we probably don't want to spend the amount of time on it to, to take a little detour, right? No. No. It's not uh, important. I think I took a sample of it, though, so people can... Oh. If you well, that's know easy. enough Spanish to listen to it, you know? I, I think the melody is really pretty, and the part writing is really pretty, so at least musically, we should listen to it. Mm, yeah. do not believe that is spanish that sounds like yeah i was wondering if it was portuguese it sounds like maybe yeah portuguese maybe like brazilian, brazilian portuguese like yeah brazilian portuguese i mean i i did write that on the <laughs> on oh. the sound sample oh look at you spanish like I we're think on the same brazilian portuguese wavelength yeah uh yeah it, it didn't sound like spanish to me if it is it's a very highly uh dialect example yeah, the of way they're singing like paulo like with all those like like wide wide open mouth like vowels yeah. it just it felt more like like i was listening to you know a brazilian singer yeah so, i don't I know mean, i don't know what to do with that i, don't I know mean quote-unquote standard spanish has like actually a pretty small amount of sounds in it and quote-unquote standard portuguese has a much larger variety of sounds in the language like the uh what uh, there's a specific like term that people in linguistics use it's like 
phoneme uh i forget what it's called but um i mean with but uh, spanish different varieties or different dialects of it can have a lot more different kinds of sounds or varied sounds than like quote-unquote standard spanish um but it's even that it still kind of sounds like portuguese to me yeah i i think so too i'm gonna put uh on the on the on the genius or maybe brazilian portuguese put it in there yeah so yeah all our uh brazilian listeners please write in let us know and i'm sure we have very many uh we're big in brazil all right uh Uh, aids and armageddon yeah we should at least talk about that yeah i said all you want to do is just sit around more uh aids aids is scary and it was really scary back then and this is just sort of a song about i guess getting being scared about want you know wanting to live your life and have sex and stuff but getting being scared about getting aids and then like certain i guess kind of lifestyles that uh maybe uh the possibility of catching aids can um can create um mm-hmm I can't tell how judgmental the song is supposed to be. It doesn't feel as yeah. sort of baldly judgmental as um, other, you know, shaming songs that they've made in the past. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not uh, glamour, <laughs> glamorizing. Yeah. But I can't tell if it's, it's not really empathetic either. So It's, uh, yeah, it, it feels like kind of an apocalyptic song. Like the beginning line is, sure. I got six too many fingers and a subatomic coat, which I have very little idea what that means um i took my baby out to dinner but all she wanted was dope like this to me seems like an anachronism written in the year 2000 which is when this album came out like this to me feels like the 80s like the late 80s when aids was first starting to to really um make the news and people were much more afraid of things like global nuclear war um which is not to say that it couldn't have happened in 2000 but people seem to think that there was less chance of that once the Soviet union collapsed. Um, yeah. And the, just like talking it, like feeling like there are so many ways that the world could end or your own personally, your life could end with like AIDS. Um, and yeah, it's, it just feels like a very, it feels like a, a fever dream of the apocalypse. I mean, he even says, I dream assassination. I hallucinate cash. I'm afraid yeah. of my own future. I'm disgusted with my past. I wake up dreaming every morning about some chemical blast my brain filled up with questions I'm too afraid to ask. Um, yeah. I, I thought that the, my brain uh, filled up with questions I'm too afraid to ask is sort of a, that, that feels like maybe the, the, the feeling of like not wanting to engage with something scary because you don't know if you're going to like the answer you find. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's a pretty yeah insightful little lyric. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, because in the chorus, he says, uh, AIDS and Armageddon, Armageddon and AIDS. I don't want to talk about it. I think I might have just, I think I might have got it. Anyway, I, anyway, I just got laid. That is such, that's a really weird line to throw in there. Yeah. It, that combined with like the kind of like upbeat music of the song feels like it's got, it like imparts a very weird tone to the song. Yep. Um, well, um, there's some more kind of religiosity in Dear God, uh, but I'd also be, I don't know, that song's, I don't have much to say about it or any of the rest of these songs, but it might be fun to talk about Karma Tsunami. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a listen. Do others as they want them to do unto you. Laughing at the pain that you put others through. Building up bad karma. Now look what you've done. Bad luck crashing down on you weighing a thousand tons. Come a tsunami. Coming down on you with the weight of the sea. It ain't never fun. The repercussion of the concussion of what the karma tsunami brings. Oh, my. oh boy. There's that Barry Sachs I was talking about. 
bar- yep. baritone sax if you want to be all wordy <laughs> about it um that's a very sounds good yeah it's a fun chorus it's like it, the the like wordplay and the gang vocals and like the the amount of people singing that also like really makes me think of sly and the family stone and p-funk um karma tsunami coming down on you with the weight of the sea it ain't never fun the repercussions of the concussion of what the karma tsunami from what you've done yeah um i (laughs) i kind of struggle with the idea of of karma um and especially when you know it's sort of used as like a self a (laughs) self-soothing uh kind of uh ideology mm-hmm. um or cosmology i guess but um or if the karma because, police are involved uh sure arrest this man he talks in maths and buzzes like a fridge it's like a it's like a detuned, detuned radio, radio. oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> swinging a radio head i'm gonna do i'm gonna sing all the lyrics <laughs> not you me <laughs> um yeah i i think <laughs> The reason I kind of have an issue with it is because uh, I feel like it kind of erases all of the people who who get away with living um, abusive lives. Yep, uh, crime pays is the is the lesson to take yeah. away from from everything. <laughs> yeah, and it's I don't know, especially if you're like you know if you're an atheist and you don't believe in hell. Yeah, <laughs> then it's like. Yeah, the idea of karma, karma is like, I don't know. I don't know if it's very helpful. Um, yeah, probably not. I mean, I sometimes wonder if it's like people use it as an excuse for inaction uh, instead of trying to create justice in this life and on this world. They're like, oh, karma will get that guy or whatever. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, there's some country artist uh, who... I don't know, some like tape of him saying the N word came out and he's, he's no. a white artist. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't, I uh, don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. It's Morgan Wallen. Um, there's some video of him saying the N word and then uh, his sales spike. Um, there's like yeah. industry backlash, but you know, the attention that it brings to him ultimately, you know, gives him a spike in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, my my friend Jake Blunt, um, who's become a very successful figure in like the trad music uh, world and sort of crossed over into like non nerd audiences. <laughs> um, uh, he he had a, a really great tweet about it. I'll try to find it, but basically he says like I'm tired of hearing about how cancel culture is out of control, you know, and he's talks about. Um, uh, you know, Billy Holiday and like Sam Cooke, like people trying to like kill them, you know, for mm-hmm. their like political songs and like, you know, saying things that were culturally offensive and like, you know, just like how, how dangerous it is for marginalized people, you know, to speak up and how they can be canceled in so much worse ways, mm-hmm. you know, and then like how white artists like, you know, Morgan Wallen will ultimately get, uh, celebrated and rewarded for yeah you know it's it's not karma or even just like all the like weird pundit guys or like people who get fired from whatever various media job and then end up like guesting on all the podcasts and going on speaking tours like yelling i am silenced to an auditorium full of like ten thousand people (laughs) or like to five million listeners on youtube yeah or even like you know george bush (laughs) you know it's just like (laughs) Yeah, people aren't like uh getting punished yeah. for anything. Yeah, if they're uh, anything. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that's I think the song is fun and probably not supposed to be taken that seriously. I guess I don't really know, but ultimately right. like as a worldview it doesn't it's not very compelling to me. Yeah. It doesn't feel true. Yeah. Um do they yeah do they ever uh like really talk about what the karma tsunami means to them no they just say that it is something that happens yeah (laughs) and that it's not fun i mean i i wonder if it's sort of like an icp style just like 
fantasy of justice <laughs> because justice doesn't exist, especially in, in this country. Um, and like, you know, instead of that, we're just going to be like, man, wouldn't it be great if there was like actually justice and accountability and consequences? Yep. Well, I don't have anything else to say about this album. I didn't love it. I thought there were definitely some fun moments, but I don't know. Like I'm not necessarily looking for a nice clean album from, from fishbone. Like, yeah, they didn't say anything that like really moved me most of the time. The song I probably liked the most was, uh, where'd you get those pants? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I, I I don't I don't know if I need like the um need them to be dirty rascals or whatever. Um, I I I think this is like some of the stuff I was hoping from, f- hoping for oh, from okay. Fishbone is like ska and fun and uh, really musically interesting approaches to ska music um, and really satisfying like horn lines and stuff. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. We've we've seen a lot of different kinds of stuff from Fishbone, and uh, this is some of the stuff I've enjoyed the most. I think. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with you about that. That's your feelings. <laughs> and no, uh, you didn't. <laughs> no, uh, you didn't like it. Uh, oh wait, no, <laughs> you're know. right, Cameron. You make a compelling point. Ah, uh, shoot, I should have thought uh, of that. We got one album left. What's what's the one for next week? It is oh what's shit. It, called? Um, it is called "Still Stuck in Your Throat." It's the most recent one ah. from 2011. No, sorry, 2006 or 2007 Still stuck in, in your throat. Uh, U.S. Like yeah. a uh, you know, like a like a fishbone would be. Oh, that's you a know, good point. They got this album here called Crazy Glue. Maybe it's an EP, but it's 2011. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, what is that? Is yeah. is Fishbone's Wikipedia page just not updated? I don't see Crazy Bone or uh, Crazy Glue at all. Hmm. Well, we'll have to figure that out. But we will figure that out. The current plan is only one left for this season. Then we'll have to figure out what we do next. Yeah, we don't know. We'll probably do some palate cleansers. What do you think about that? Huh? Yes, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. So now's the time, the part of the show where, uh, it's the, the <laughs> spiel of the stuff that I say, um, that I, uh, uh, sometimes if you can believe it, fuck up. Uh, and sometimes like Nathan is breaking the dishes so he doesn't have to do the dishes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. It also is sometimes, uh, I, I, uh, fuck up as a way to fill time while, po- frantically pulling up the file that lists all the shit I'm supposed to say. Um, but I mean, that's just hypothetical. That's probably not what's happening. Um, until next week with the next Fishbone album, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Follow the example of listener Mia, who again, we thank for sending in, uh, stuff. And that, that's, that's the, the greatest gift of all because it's content that we don't have to make or do and <laughs> we can respond to it and that's easy and uh, it's very generous. And you can also tweet us at Tobias Podcast if, you, if that's something you want to do too. Uh, you can write the review on the iTunes, uh, Jam Those Stars. Uh, if you want to give us direct support, which is to say the the money kind, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website. You'll get access to all our all of our bonus materials, including a weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. And we talked about this week, Cameron, what did we talk about? Uh, we talked about the new Studio Ghibli movie, Earwig and the Witch, and Paul Verhoeven's Showgirls, and the movie MacGruber, based on the SNL <laughs> sketches. Yes. And uh, we had similar takes on all three of them but you'll have to tune in to find out (laughs) we'll never tell uh you can also listen to cameron's other podcast which is called get up in the cool and it Uh, is and is about music music usually i say acoustic music but traditional music oh there you go traditional music is what it is yeah yeah very traditional very conservative yes lots of white people using the word heritage which is always good and never gives me the (laughs) heebie-jeebies 
Uh, oh boy! Uh, if only LL Cool J could could be come on the show and and tell us uh, and just sort of tell us that we're okay for our ideas. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Uh, Brad Paisley has a song about I think it's called like Heritage Not Hate or something like that. Oh and no! LL cool J comes and does a verse. Oh no! Because <laughs> he's a fucking scab. <laughs> oh no! He broke the picket line. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, shit. White ladies love Cool James. <laughs> <laughs> Southern white races ladies love Cool James. Shit. Oh, man. Now that has to be the episode title. <laughs> Gotta shit. be. Oh, uh, shit. <sighs> right. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I am the breakfast made of champions. You're <laughs> kind of a bit bad. I've been Cameron Do It, and uh, come on, start lipsticking. Let me see that red rocket. <laughs> oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that might have honestly been one of the worst things I've ever heard you say, and all you were doing was repeating what I had said to you maybe <laughs> half an hour earlier. <laughs> So, uh, hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> <laughs>